the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. She has so many funny lines right up Reese's alley. I love her even more. It's underrated. I had no idea. Fell in love with her performances in the 90s. Supreme. Clearly, she has guts. Whiskey teacups, also known as Sass. Full two cups of whiskey. It's also known as like a classic. Forgot how much I love this movie. I completely agree. This is exactly what we had in mind. So on point. So on point. Hello and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Anne. And I'm Allie. We love Reese Witherspoon, so this season we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your own thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And as always, be sure to rate and review. On today's episode, we'll be reviewing Overnight Delivery. This movie was released in 1998 and you can rent it on Amazon Prime. Reese Witherspoon plays Ivy, and Ivy and Trips end up on a road trip from Minnesota to Memphis together after Trips impulsively breaks up with his girlfriend via an overnighted letter. So if you haven't seen this movie, now's your time to pause and go watch it. Otherwise, from here on out, there will be spoilers, but I recommend you go watch this one. Definitely. Paul Rudd, Reese Witherspoon, Uh, 90s movie. It's great. It is everything you want. It is. This episode is brought to you by Yellow & Company, a destination shopping experience located in Mahama, Illinois, a curated modern mercantile full of fun gifts that will make you laugh, smile, and feel loved. Called the cutest shop in Central Illinois, but you can shop online too at shopyellowandcompany.com. Get free shipping on orders over $75 and use code GIRLCRUSH for 10% off your order. So for the plot of Overnight Delivery, we rated this a 7.25 out of 10. Love it. Solid plot score. I love this movie. You got to go into it knowing what to expect. I mean, if you heard the brief plot summary, like you can get it. Yeah. Shenanigans yes. galore. Yes. So the movie opens with a college-aged Wyatt Tripps, played by Paul Rudd, and his girlfriend Kimberly making out in a car in the snow. They're high school sweethearts. She gives him matching magnetic heart necklaces for Christmas, and they go off to separate colleges once they're done with high school. His girlfriend Kimberly is played by Christine Taylor, who plays Marsha Brady in the Brady movies, and she's also Bonnie from Friends. You blew my mind when you told me that. (laughs) She is married to Ben Stiller. She was also in Dodgeball, Wedding Singer, and Zoolander. Big name here. I know. So Wyatt Tripps, he goes by his last name, Tripps. So his friends tell him that they're sure Kim is cheating on him while she's away at a different school, and it makes him super paranoid. He calls Kim's dorm room, which, by the way, is a hilarious concept to me. Totally. Um, (laughs) Not even her dorm room. It's like the dorm. The dorm. It's just like a phone in the hallway. In the hallway of the dormitory, and you just hope that someone answers and will, like, get it to whoever you're trying to get to. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So her roommate ends up answering, not knowing that it's Kim's boyfriend on the phone, and starts talking about how she kicked Kim and, quote, the Ricker out (laughs) because they were making so much noise last night. So Tripps obviously thinks that the Ricker is a guy. Kim's cheating on him after all. So he's really upset, meets up with his friends who've gone to a strip club. We are then introduced to a brunette Reese Witherspoon who's playing a stripper named Ivy. And Wyatt's friends are just like feeding him drinks at this bar. (laughs) (laughs) We we don't know if it would be poor taste to do a side-by-side of Reese and this and Jen and we're the Millers or if that would backfire. We'll consider it. (laughs) Well, cons- I mean, it comes to mind. It does. Two of our girl crushes play strippers. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So Tripp's friend ends up hitting on Ivy, and Tripp's stands up for her, and she also stands up for herself. They get into this, like, big altercation, and they end up getting kicked out. Ivy thanks Tripp's for standing up for her and invites him to a diner with her under one condition. 
no talking about his ex-girlfriend because his friends and him, like, they made it very clear. He was, like, basically there grieving. (laughs) Right. Cut to Trips (laughs) sobbing at the diner. And she convinces him to break up with Kim before Kim can break up with him by writing her a letter. And he's like, okay, off to computer cluster, which is... (laughs) So 90s. (laughs) So Ivy helps Trips write this really mean breakup letter. He finishes it and says, I'll print it up. Let's fax it. And I'm just like, this whole movie would not have worked nowadays, obviously, because you would just send a text message. (laughs) But also, the letter itself is hilariously horrible. Like, oh, yeah. like It's so dramatic and over the top. uh, Yeah, so petty, like calling out things that he doesn't even care about, like just insulting her. (laughs) Because he's wasted and he is upset. Yeah, he's just, like, being mean to be mean. Yeah, and being fully encouraged by Ivy. Right, she's just rooting, like, rooting him on. Yeah, and Ivy's like, no way, you're not just faxing this. Like, we are mailing it along with a condom full of spit and a picture with your new lover. (laughs) So she gets topless, takes the topless picture with him so that they can enclose it in the letter. And this all happens, like, very quickly for trips. And he's like, why are you helping me? And she says it's because she... She hates girls like Kim. They go to an overnight delivery service that will deliver the letter by 10 a.m. the next day. Speedy. Very speedy. So Trips wakes up the next morning to a voicemail from Kim, and she says that she's been stuck dog-setting her friend's chihuahua named the Ricker. So (laughs) Trips goes running in his bathrobe and slippers to Ivy's apartment, screaming, the Ricker's a dog, the whole way. (laughs) And he's basically like, oh, crap, we have to intercept this letter before it gets to Kim. She wasn't actually cheating on me. Right. So given that there's a topless photo of her in this package, Ivy agrees to help try to stop it. So they chase down the Global Express truck trying to stop the package. The person working at the Global Express is one of Tripp's classmates, who he insulted in class, played by a very young Sarah Silverman. I love it. Which is just fun to see. And she's annoyed at him because he insulted her previously. So she conveniently erases the information so that he can't cancel the order. It's just like going to be stuck in transit now. There's nowhere else for it to go. Right. So he ends up going to the delivery driver to convince him to give him the package. But the guy thinks this is like some kind of test by corporate. So he's like, (laughs) oh, you're not fooling me. (laughs) Do you ever watch um, Undercover Boss? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The hair, the makeup, the wigs. I love it. I'm always like, are they, is this real? Like, I think it is. But and, and it's always like they're going undercover at like Boston Market, you know? Like yeah. it's <laughs> yes, I love it. So good. Uh, do I cry every time I watch that show? Yes. So emotional. I mean, if, obviously, if they're paying for the college of their best workers, two kids, uh, you know? Yeah. But I'm always like, uh, what's the behind the scenes conversation, right? Because they're then these people are brought to the studio and this person's sitting in front of them. I'm like, you really don't recognize them. <laughs> You're really waiting for the shoe to drop here. I know. I'm like, they have to know they're on Undercover Boss, right? Right. right. Like, at some point, you have to figure it out. Right. Also, it, it stinks for the people who, like, they get, like, a $100 gift card or something. Versus, yeah. like, someone else is like, I'm buying you a brand new car. Home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. What a letdown if you were on Undercover Boss and you got, like, a gift card. Right. Or you just, like, weren't scheduled that day. And they're like, uh-huh. well... Miss my chance. You win some, you lose some, you know? Oh, man. So Trips' next big idea is to book a flight to Memphis to try to literally get the letter at Kim's dorm before it gets to her. So Ivy drives him to the airport. 
He makes it to his flight, but the plane is waiting on the runway. The guy next to him ends up being a serial killer named Killer Bees, which literally has nothing to do with the story except for that it interrupts his it's just, mission. Yeah, just, it's just a disruption. <laughs> he ends up taking Trips hostage, but eventually Trips is able to get away. He literally runs away from the airport into the street where Ivy almost hits him. So now Trips is begging Ivy to drive him to Memphis when they see the delivery driver inspecting an issue on his truck. So Ivy distracts him and Trips gets into the back of the truck. Trips is inside looking for his envelope when the driver comes back around and starts driving away. And Ivy's only idea to try to get Trips out of the truck is to try to seduce the driver. So they're like driving side by side down the highway <laughs> and she's flashing him right when Trips finds the envelope and like crashes through the back of the truck. He's like hanging off the back door, jumps, lands on the hood of Ivy's car. But the driver sees this, gets mad, slams on his brake. So Ivy obviously has to slam on her brakes too. And trips from the from the hood of her car goes like flying back into the delivery truck. From here, absolute chaos ensues. The fire extinguisher starts going off. Trips somehow ends up on a dolly that's attached to a cable on the outside of the truck, bringing me back a little bit to speed. Yes, right. The dolly underneath the yes. bus. <laughs> And the driver finally loses him. This is, like, a, such a ridiculous scene. It is. It's so silly and just, like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it's fun to watch. I mean, it's really entertaining. It's funny. I was, like, laughing yeah. out loud during it. Yeah. I was like, I've had a glass of wine, so I'm here for it. <laughs> right? And Paul Rudd is just, like, Gumby, you know? Oh, yeah, so of course. he's just, like, his body language throughout it all is, is just great. Yeah, it's so funny. Trips blames Ivy for all of this, storms off, and literally from this whole thing, the, the butt cheeks of his pants have rubbed off from, like, his, his adventure under the truck. Oh, my God. So, Reese drives next to him, telling him to get back in the car. It is, like, a straight-up Legally Blonde <gasps> premonition. Yes, you're so right. I also had Legally Blonde vibes. At one point, she was, like, telling the driver to get nail polish to fix something, mm-hmm. and she broke into the truck with a bobby pin, and it was, again, totally Legally Blonde vibes, like, using your, like, feminine experience to yeah. solve a problem. <laughs> right, right. I love it. So, during their drive... Ivy and Trips are bonding a lot. They're talking a bunch, but at one point, he calls her a slut for how she's putting herself through school by stripping and also sleeping with a professor. And she pulls over the car and hands it to him. Amazing line delivery by Reese. Oh, so good. This is like prime 90s Reese. She's oh, laying stick into it to the him. man. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ivy dreams about her and Trips having feelings for each other. It's clear that, like, throughout this trip, they're starting to bond as friends, but also there's a little bit of this, like, mm, is something going on between them? Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, through this dream, we learn that Ivy might have a crush on trips. Right. Then we get a montage of the rest of their road trip, which, by the way, they mentioned that he has no wallet. And I'm like, how does he have no wallet? Like, Don't know. He, he, he was on a plane at some point, but right. they do have toothbrushes. Yeah, she's prepared in her car. Right, right. <laughs> At one point, Trips accuses Ivy of loving him and trying to keep him from getting a Kim because they're running into so many problems. She's distracted during this conversation and runs into a bunch of road barriers, and the car ends up hanging off the side of a cliff with Trips hanging out of the car. She makes him say that it's not her who loves Trips, but it's actually the other way around. And eventually, he says it, but Ivy lets him fall a few feet down anyway, which is just to a land, you know a landing. Mm-hmm. So he climbs back up, super mad, calling her a good-for-nothing stripper. 
which trips, come on. Rude. And she smacks him hard across the face, and he falls back against the car, which falls over the edge, down the cliff, into the water below. Reminiscent of In the Lost City. With, yes, uh, that's what I was <laughs> the thinking. Car, the car going down. Yes. Sandra Bullock movie. So Ivy grabs Trips' hand and saves him from falling over, too, because he was, like, landing into the car. They angrily walk to a diner and eat at separate tables. But Trips, because he has no wallet, orders literally celery, toast, and water. (laughs) But eventually, Ivy's like, whatever, come over here, I'll buy your food. He apologizes, and she says she's calling the professor she's sleeping with to book her a flight back to school and book him a flight to Memphis from wherever they're at. Mm -hmm. And Trips is like, well, why are you still helping me? And she seems like she's about to admit that she's falling for him, but she ends up saying that he was right before, that she's with the professor because it's safe and she's afraid, but that he's doing the same thing by staying with Kim. Mm Mm-hmm. They then try to dine and dash, even though Ivy said she would pay for him. And as they're climbing out of the bathroom windows, policemen see them and arrest them. There's this sentimental, like, encouraging, swelling music (laughs) playing while they're sitting in their cells. I don't get the music choice, but it's hilarious. It's very dramatic. It adds to the overall, like, ridiculousness of the film. Right. While in jail, Trips uses his one phone call to call his roommate instead of Kim, and they get bail posted. Trips talks about how he's happy that they got arrested because it brought them some peace and quiet, and he seems to be coming to terms with the fact that they won't get there before the letter. But right then, they see the Global Express truck again. While the guy's inside getting something to eat, Trips siphons gas from his truck, and the driver flips a cigarette outside, and the truck blows up. The driver obviously sees, notices them, but he gets into the burning truck and drives away, screaming, you will not get my package, not on my watch. He, like, is just, has this vendetta against them or continues to think that it's a corporate scheme to steal this package. Sir, you are not an undercover boss. Right. (laughs) Ivy and Tripp steal a pickup truck from a drunk driver, which honestly is a public service. Agreed. And he asks her if she wants to see Memphis, and she says not with him and that he just doesn't get it. So it's very clear she's, like, all in on him at this point mm-hmm. and just upset that he's chasing after Kim. Yeah. So they get to Memphis, and they pull up, and Tripp says, like, I thought this would be more dramatic. So then he jumps out of the truck and, like, starts beating his chest and, like, dancing around, celebrating, like, we beat the odds. It's such a relatable feeling, though, where you're yes. like, oh, I've arrived at this moment that I've thought about and I've been working towards, and, it's, it, and, like, and now, you're like, oh, you know, it's here. Like, you want confetti? Yeah, there's no background music. Like, you're just there, you know? And you're like, well, that's disappointing. And it's like Paul Rudd just pulls off that humor in such a good way. Totally. Also, like, they've acquired some stuff (laughs) from different stops along the way, and he's wearing a baby on board shirt. (laughs) Oh, man. Ivy at this point solemnly is like, I need to go. Mm-hmm. And Trips apologizes, clearly understanding now that she has feelings for him. And he apologizes, saying that he made a promise to Kim, etc. Right then, all the delivery trucks pull up to deliver stuff. So Ivy is like, go, stop the letter. Also, by the way, it's Valentine's Day. So there are like a thousand deliveries. <laughs> so many flowers everywhere. So many flowers. So he runs into the dorms, which, by the way, look like a rainforest cafe. There's like trees yes. everywhere. There's like an atrium and yeah. then the dorms are like on all sides and there's wildlife, like trees and stuff within. It's so strange. It's so strange. I looked this up, actually. They filmed it at an embassy suites in Minnesota. And it just must have been, like, one of those 
I don't know, yeah. like that they used for like conference centers and stuff. Yes, that's hilarious. It does it's like look a mall like that. of America. Yeah. So Trips is sprinting after a delivery guy, tackles him, but turns out to be the wrong delivery guy because they're everywhere. So he's like sprinting around trying to find the right one. But I'm like, why doesn't he know what dorm room she's in? Like they've mm-hmm. been writing each other letters. Right. Well, maybe it just like, maybe she just like has a mailbox or something. Mm, that's true. That's true. Also, then the delivery guy goes, like, literally inside her dorm room, which is very creepy. It's very creepy. She looks so uncomfortable. Right, right. Trips sees this happening, like, sees the door open, sees Kim, swings across the atrium on a rope. (laughs) Not sure where the rope came from. No. Crashes through her dorm window. The delivery guy tries to strangle him. (laughs) And Kim hits the delivery driver over the head with a lamp. It's like this slow-mo scene that's cutting between him swinging through the air and her pen signing for the delivery. You <laughs> yes. know, it's like 11th hour. So dramatic. <laughs> Trips kisses Kim triumphantly and she raves about how amazing it was. And then he suddenly proceeds to break up with her. And he's like, this is a spur of the moment thing, but I've fallen in love with somebody else. And as he's leaving, he runs into a guy with a necklace that looks just like the one that Kim got him. And it turns out to be the Ricker, who was a person after all, not a dog. Kim! So Tripp sees the delivery man outside and says, you know what? Maybe I was wrong for interfering and gives him the letter back after all. He catches up with Ivy, says, hey, was wondering if you'd go on a trip with me. I'm going to Minnesota. There's a girl I really like there. And then says, Ivy Miller, will you be my Valentine? And hands her a bunch of daisies that he pulled from the ground, which she had said before that she'd rather have that than roses. Mm -hmm. And they kiss and walk off together. And the movie ends with Kim reacting to the letter saying, I am not fat. So just an example of one of the petty things that (laughs) Trips had put in the letter. Oh, I love this. What do you like about this movie? It's it's just, listen, Paul Rudd is so great. I love that this movie came out before The Object of My Affection, which we talked about in season one with Jennifer Aniston, which like Jennifer Aniston fans are obsessed with that movie. He's just so quintessential Paul Rudd in this movie. Keeps you cracking up the entire time. And I think we're we're seeing this theme in movies where Reese plays like the straight character in comedies really Mm -hmm. well. Yes, she does. It's so good. It's just like, it's always good. Yeah, the comedic one is able to play off of her really well. And she adds to the comedy by playing the straight Mm -hmm. character really well. Yes, yes. Oh, so good. I just, I mean, Paul Rudd. Can we talk about Paul Rudd for a second? Can we talk about his aging? He looks better now than he did in this movie. It's not fair. It's not fair. He's so good. I love, he's so lovable. You know what? Reese Witherspoon is barely aged either. You're so right. She looks Actually, good. Actually, we should do a side-by-side of the two of them. Yeah, I mean, she looks oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, we should. Side-by-side like of then both and them. Now. Good. Yeah, they've yeah. both aged like fine wine. They have. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I just, I mean, yeah, I just, I love him. This movie makes me miss the spontaneity of college. Not that I ever did anything quite that spontaneous of like driving overnight to Memphis on a spur of the moment. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> but just like the, I don't know, like midnight trips to Steak and Shake. Right. <laughs> which I did many times. I also love like the whole movie. They are wearing these mismatched outfits just yeah. put together from clothes in the back of her car and thrift store shop. And they just like add this whole additional element of just chaos that oh, yeah. is super fun and quirky. And it's funny because the clothes just like, they also just change kind of without warning throughout the movie as well. So you're like always like, where did that outfit come from? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so true. And it's it's just so goofy. It's like full of adventure. It's not trying too hard. Like, you know exactly what the movie is. It's a ridiculous comedy mm-hmm. with some rom thrown in there, a little bit of romance. And yeah. you just, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's great. So good. Was there anything you didn't like? 
I think my least favorite part was probably the delivery driver's character because mm. it was, he was so slapstick. Yeah, that's true. Like, literally, he tries to strangle trips. Right. <laughs> what about you? I think that was – I agree with you on that part. But other than that, I didn't really dislike anything. Like, it is ridiculous. It's cheesy. It's obviously not believable. But they're not mm-hmm. – it's not like they're trying to go for something that is believable. So as long as you suspend that expectation, then it's just an enjoyable watch. Yeah, and the cinematography and the music really highlight that it's a comedy. Yes. Like, they're oh, being yeah. ridiculous with it, and they know it. Yeah. I was kind of surprised – okay, I'm not surprised at the Rotten Tomatoes critic score, which was 43%, but I am surprised at the audience score, which was only a 52%. I thought this would be more of a crowd pleaser. I know, and I always wonder, like, do those scores accumulate over time? I mean, obviously, Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist then, but, you know, is that, like, a continuous ranking mm. or, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they do that. Because it did come out before, like, they were big names or anything, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure either, but I mean, maybe people's expectations were too high. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Okay, they're super different characters, but do you prefer Paul Rudd and Jen in The Object of My Affection or Paul <sighs> Rudd and Reese in this movie? Ooh, as like couples or or potential couples, you mean? Or just like duo, like star duos? Duo. Du- yeah, duo. Oh, man, that's a really tough question. Huh. Wow, I do not have an immediate answer that came to mind. What about you? From a character pairing perspective, I enjoy Paul and Reese better in this movie because Jen's character and object of my affection drives me yes. crazy. Yes. But I think IRL, I think I probably prefer Jen and Paul. They just seem like they're actually like more genuine friends in real life and it they plays click. off yeah. better on screen. I totally agree with that. I was going to say probably what was throwing me off was the fact that Jen was like in love with Paul's character and the object of my affection and wouldn't accept that he's, you know, not interested. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, such a, I don't know, such a fun movie. I mean, we didn't rate it too highly with a 7.25, I feel like, because obviously we knew it's not like as artistic as some of the movies that we've been rating. No, but it's a good time. Yeah. Solid watch. Yeah. So for Reese's character of Ivy, we gave her an 8 out of 10. She's like very, she's a little rough around the edges, but I love her. Like she's very convicted in her beliefs and what she's doing. Like when she stands up to him, when he criticizes how she's putting herself through school, I'm like, good for you. Like you don't have to take this from him. He does not know your financial circumstances. Right. You know, who is he to judge you? Whatever. And also you're like just met anyway. Right. Right. I just, I really like her. Yeah. I, I love this character. She's super likable. I love her like fierceness. Like she stands up for herself in a lot of different circumstances. I will say, I feel like we saw like a little bit of growth from her. Probably like the thing I like the most was when, even though she likes trips, once they get to Memphis, she's kind of resigned to the fact that he's made his decision. He's going after Kim and she tells him to go for it and walks away. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, she does. She just put her cards on the table and Mm -hmm. leaves it. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like more of the character growth is from trips, obviously. Like it, her character growth probably happened before the movie, you know, based on her life. Right, right. Oh, I'd love to get like a background story of hers. Yes. I like love what it. brought her to where she was. Yeah. And I love it because like they go to the same school and, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like very different people. I don't know. She's just, she's fun. And she, I like that she like kind of holds micro grudges against him, but then ultimately <laughs> yeah. lets it go. Or like she's, she's good natured overall. She just like yes. tries to be a little prickly. Right, right. It's very fun. So for Reese's acting, we also rated her an 8 out of 10. Again, you've heard us say this before. Reese's 90s acting is so good. So good. I think this character, like, really pulls it out of her because of the, like, kind of the swings that she has to deliver couple of points that I really like in the diner when she's telling trips to destroy Kim's ego, like talking while eating. It's just <laughs> such as like, ah, 
I don't know. She's just really into it. And she's just like, Mm -hmm. this is what you need to do. I just thought that was really good. Like it felt very natural. Yeah. She plays the part of no inhibitions really well. Yes. Oh yeah. Totally. She's like, I don't really care what other people think about me. You can take me or leave me, but like, I hope you take me. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) So this is Reese's 10th movie. And at the time that we watched this, it was the earliest Reese movie that we had watched. So this was us just like dipping the toe into the 90s acting, which we came to adore. And we were immediately sold on this. She's like comedic, but serious. She has the sass. It's early for her still, but it's so solid. Like this is still a few years before Legally Blonde came and she Mm -hmm. really broke out. I love it. I love it. And I love that neither of us had watched this one before. Yeah. So excited. Oh, so fun. You know when Paul Rudd shows up alongside the girl crush in the 90s, you're like, oh boy. Oh, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for Whiskey Teacups, which is our bonus category this season, which means how sassy she was, we gave her a two out of two. She's so sassy and sarcastic yes. in this movie. It is like a personality trait for her. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. And she I plays it. it really well. She does. It's like... Oh. It's whiskey in a teacup. That's exactly what this movie is. Yeah, what this character is. A hundred percent. So true. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to think about her other early movies, like the sass level in them. Yeah. There's one we haven't reviewed yet that we gave her even more sass points than this. This is kind of her first rom-com. This is her first rom-com. You're right. Yeah. It's her first rom-com and she knocked it out of the park. She totally did. I'm feeling Um, very passionate about this right now. I love it. You want to go watch it? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Which brings us to our final category. Yes. Would you watch again? Which we both said yes, which means it gets a five out of five. This is like a true good old-fashioned rom-com. It is goofy. It is lovable. Paul Rudd's a highlight. It's, I don't know. I feel like at some point, you know, how do I say this best? You know how rom-coms, they're either like more rom or more calm. Yeah. You know, this is more calm for sure. Yeah. But it's so cute and fun. Yes. Oh, totally agree. It's just very lovable. It's a good girls' night watch. If you don't want anything too serious, you're like eating pizza while you watch. It's okay if you talk a little bit during it. Like Mm -hmm. you're still going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun because this is a movie that, like you said, could not really exist today because of texting and electronics and stuff like that. So it does have that nostalgia vibe of, you know, the good old days. (laughs) It also makes you nostalgic for like the college spontaneity, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... I don't know. It just makes you feel warm inside. Yeah, that's a good one. So to review for Overnight Delivery, we gave the plot a 7.25 out of 10, Reese's character Ivy an 8 out of 10, Reese's acting an 8 out of 10, a whiskey teacup score of 2 out of 2, and a Would You Watch Again score of 5 out of 5, which means that Overnight Delivery has 30.25 out of 37 points and is ranked number 9 out of 41 (gasps) Reese Witherspoon movies. So this is another top 10. We are filling out our top 10 and I love it. I love it. So fun. Great variety. Oh, yeah. As always, thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's movie. You can find us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod or TikTok at girlcrushpod. You can also visit our website at girlcrushpodcast.com. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about Twilight, not the vampire one. Not the vampire one. No, Reese was not in that. could be a good or a bad thing depending on your taste <laughs> in movies. Oh, true. So meet us back here for that one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.